1: This is Megonomics with a friend of Medjugorje.
2: And you are listening to Medianomics with a friend of Megagoria, And in today's broadcast, he has a lot of things which need to be covered. But first, we want to share with you some of the things which have been happening over the past few days. And those are the news clips that you will be hearing. But what you will be hearing from a friend of Megagoria in between all of that is are the things that he has been speaking about and predicting over the past few months. A result that we see very clearly comes from an understanding of the messages.
3: There's cycles since the Roman days of every 70 years of a crash worldwide where everybody's connected. We're way beyond that because we have been able to perpetuate a lie. If you pray god will help you to understand the true reason for my coming people are going to be shocked when they learn of what I says a great struggle is about to unfold and that word unfold is not just about the battle but also the changes on the earth
4: this morning investors are on edge fearing a repeat of monday's wall street route the Dow Jones Industrials plunging more than 2,000 points, its worst day of trading in more than a decade.
3: You say, Well, I'm not in the start market. The start market affects everything. This is the former usury, and now it's become respectable instead of sinful. I and mean, what's sinful always corrects. The crash in 1929 was about that a big, major correction. This morning, Italy on lockdown. All
4: 60 million residents now advised to stay home as much as they can. After the death toll from coronavirus jumped to 463 on Monday, almost 100 more than the day before, making it the worst hit country after China. In an unprecedented move, the entire country declared a Zona Rosa, or Red Zone. Church masses, sporting events, and special conferences all canceled. Schools now closed until April. This was the scene at a local supermarket, people stocking up just after the announcement was made.
3: It's good in the time of grace to contemplate these things and to see what you need to do now. Not to save yourself, but to live closer to what God has ordained for us instead of what the devil has ordained for us. Consumerism, modernism, the love of things, which in the end will be useless. It feels very eerie,
2: Bev, really. It feels like a medieval city. Um, you can't go out, you, no one's coming in. Um, schools are closed, universities are closed, cinemas, uh, museums, galleries. It feels uh, almost unthinkable, almost like end times, really. You know, we um, you walk down
5: the main roads and there's, there are no cars. It feels very strange.
3: Evon has told us there will be physical changes upon the earth. Oh, proud man, you think we're going to escape a crash that has always happened since men began? Before 1929, everything looked invincible. Everything climbed. The stock markets went over the top. There was no end to it. And we're there now because everything is climbing. Everything's going higher. But one thing you can rest assured, what goes up goes down.
6: Now, let's talk about business. Let's talk about the economy. People see, I know the
2: market is not the economy, but when you start seeing the biggest one day point drop ever
5: on Wall Street. But here's something you need to remember this is not the financial crisis. The financial crisis had a disastrous underlying economy. We're not in that situation. It was a week ago we got a great jobs report. we got really good unemployment numbers. What we have on our hands is a public health emergency. It is impacting the economy, but we're going to see brighter days again because businesses weren't doing disastrously a week
3: ago. We have more jobs in America than people to fill them. We're booming. But that also is biblical. Pride comes before the fall. And that's what God allows often. Something to go so far up, so high that the fall is great. And we have great pride today in wealth. And people have more and more confidence, making more and more money, expanding things. So while everything looks good for us, it's a dangerous sign because it's overconfidence. God allows his confidence for those who need to be humbled. And that's what a crash will do. It's going to bring humility back into the hearts of a lot of men, and they're going to be desperate.
4: It's not just the stock market. Americans are seeing the effects in all parts of their lives. Airlines have cut back on flights because fewer Americans are buying tickets, with demand expected to fall nearly 9%. Potentially the country's worst year on record, passengers sharing photos of empty seats on social media. From coast to coast, a growing number of universities are canceling in-person classes. The city of Chicago says canceled events will mean 100,000 fewer visitors this month. In San Francisco, there will be no group events at city-owned facilities for at least two weeks. With tip-off for March Madness just over a week out, the fate of a popular college tournament is up in the air. As coronavirus anxiety sweeps the nation, also hard hit, the TV and live entertainment sectors.
3: In this time, she said, this is my time, in this time, when due to the spirit of consumerism, do not let Satan attract you through material things. Choose life, not death of the soul. What else needs to be said? We must act. We must move to the message when our lady said several times, be ready. From toys and tech to clothes
4: and cars, Many American staples, of course, are still made in China, but the deadly coronavirus outbreak is causing a huge supply chain stutter.
0: China is responsible for driving around a fifth of global economic growth. So the fact that we're seeing factories shut down, consumers staying at home and not able to spend money, that all means that we can expect to see the global economy also take a hit.
3: We're well over $20 trillion in debt just in our nation. You count the debt of other nations and the connectivity of all of us together, one big domino that falls, they all fall. Everything is ripe. What happened on Black Thursday was a great panic because truth showed itself immediately and the lion voices were exposed.
4: Despite an ongoing trade war, China is still the United States' largest trading partner. But American businesses and consumers are now starting to see the coronavirus ripple effect. On Monday, Apple became the first major U.S. company to announce it won't meet its revenue projections for this financial quarter. China makes 80 percent of the world's smartphones and tablets, and iPhone production has fallen victim to the outbreak. Over 1 million Amazon sellers who depend on factory workers in China for their small business marketplaces are now facing serious inventory shortages as well. And apparel companies are bracing for a financial hit and significant delivery delays. Under Armour's CEO telling CNBC he's expecting a $60 million loss for the start of the year. Cars are not doing any better. Many Chinese auto plants, including factories run by Tesla, Ford, and Nissan, have a All shut down. And as goods bound for the U.S. remain stuck in Chinese docks, analysts say shoppers might start seeing items missing from big box store shelves as early as April.
2: So, this was the recent news that you were hearing with a friend of Medjugorje and the things that he has been saying over the past few months.
3: Peter Schiff is an investor of gold with the company Euro-Pacific Capital. He said yesterday, March 11th, it's not a coincidence that financials are leading the decline now, just like they did in 2008. We are headed for another financial crisis, only much worse than the last. All the too-big-to-fail banks we bailed out before are much bigger now and will cost even more to bail out. In other words, it's not going to happen. Before the government bailed us out, but do you know who's going to bail out the banks in this next crash? Your savings, your investments, your 401k retirement, it matches. It's just very alluring. What good is it when you have it matched If you put $10 or $1,000 and your employer matches that and it all goes away anyway, what is it worth? These things are spread out in the markets, in developments, in all kinds of sorts of investments, which is one of the dominoes that's going to fall with the other dominoes. There's only one thing to do is to preserve the wealth that you have. How do you do that? You put it in metal. Man will always go back to gold and silver when something happens. It's natural. It's the only thing he knows to go back to. It's happened over and over and over like a wheel turning around. Man's nature the same. 25 years ago, at least, a financial investor was visiting here. And he told me back then, and I've talked about this before, that we have a crash coming. He would come here frequently, and I'd ask him, well, what do you think now? He says, well, it's going to happen. And we thought it was going to happen. He'd come five years later, ten years later. Every time I asked him, what do you think? He said, it's going to happen. I said, I know that, but what are you thinking? He says, the balloon is just getting bigger. A needle is very small. We say it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Why? Because it's very difficult. Maria said on February 25th when she got the message, she was on Radio Maria in Italy. She says this, quote, This virus is evil. It doesn't come from God. I am convinced that this situation won't last long but for us it is an invitation to start a new life how many times I've told and spoke about this to the messages we are supposed to change the way we live she's saying through this virus that it's an invitation for you to change the direction of your life Maria continues after she said new life when I heard this coronavirus I asked myself How can we fight him? That's a quote. Question mark. Who's him? Satan. She continues, as the name tells us, let's stick to the crown. Let's stick to the rosary. Holy rosary has won on a thousand occasions. Let's start with the rosary in our families. May the Lord free us from this fear. Jesus said that certain evil spirits can only be removed by prayer and fasting. Even for this virus, we start praying and fasting. And this is a woman who's talking to the Virgin Mary. How much of what she just said came from her in her discussions to Our Lady? We don't know, but we know she talks to wisdom, and Maria has wisdom. This crisis is being used. Used for what? It's so exaggerated in many ways. Is it dangerous? Yes. Last night, almost another 200 Italian people died, older people. And it's just been named today a pandemic. But we've had this before. The influenza that killed many, many people, millions of people. But Satan is involved with this. He wants to use the coronavirus to bring the world down. And it's made as the big thing, the gigantic thing that we're thinking about. No, the economy, not of God, is passing. And it's only going to take a little pin to pop it, that balloon. And that's the virus. It's the little needle. It's going to go away, just like Maria said. But the potential for what this thing's doing, popping the balloon, exploding it, is right in front of us yesterday they stopped commercials on the radio to cover the last hour of the stock markets to do it live because if it goes to a certain percentage the bull market that's been going for 11 years if it hits a certain percentage point of loss and it goes into the bear market and it won't go back into the bull market which calculates an enormous amount of wealth being lost, 401ks, retirements, investments, companies, all these things by a little bitty pin called the coronavirus. It's fear itself. And I said, don't be afraid. So this is being used in a particular way through fear to bring this whole system down. And sometimes it's going to, and I've talked about that. Being the case. We did the broadcast, The Coming Crash, back in January, and it was a warning. I did the whole broadcast just about this. We've got several things we've pulled in the research on that says The Coming Crash in parentheses. I see they're not going to quote what I did because I'm attached to the Virgin Mary, and that's embarrassing. We see that we dictate the news cycle many times by what we drop. We've had national talk show hosts, very famous people, quote what we do, but they will not reference it back here because we're in that merry stuff, and that may sound silly, but see, we have influence. So as we hear from our lady, we hear from Maria, we hear things from the broadcast, our writings, all this has been foretold. And we know, ultimately, things will be crashing because we know through usury, which is a sin, is not of God and does not glorify God. It's what Our Lady said, everything is passing, everything's falling apart, only the glory of God remains. So this is the reality. And I can base everything I say and predict because of that, because I believe in the messages. And you can foretell these things. And if you can foretell these things, then you need to make your moves and your changes in your life, how you do things, and preserve your wealth. You're going to hear a clip in a minute that says wealth storage is not a get rich quick scheme. It is a stay rich plan. The miraculous measure go around is that purpose is to stay with the wealth that you have, preserve the wealth of it. That's a great line. Wealth storage is not a get rich quick scheme. Don't be putting your money in the miraculous measure go around thinking you're going to make money on it. No, you're preserving what you have. It's not about a scheme to get rich. It is a stay-rich plan. In the last few days, Century Silver has been overwhelmed with phone calls. You want to share some of the comments that people told you?
5: Sure. We've actually had to publish on our website that We've got so many calls coming in right now that we will attempt to take them all in the moment, but if we can't, try to give us at least 24 hours to get back to you. Probably the most important call that we've had so far is a woman who called to start asking some questions about her 401k. Through Century Silver Exchange and the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round, you can purchase the rounds and put them in what's called the Precious Metals IRA, where you physically purchase the rounds. However, the drawback to that is that you can't hold them, similar to a a regular 401k or IRA. So this woman was asking about that, and she said, you know, I just would like to find a place to store them somewhere in in a depository. Do you know if there's any nearby where we live? So I said I'd do some research, get back to her. Well, it turns out there's not a whole lot of precious metals depositories that are qualified for storage across the nation. There wasn't anything in her area. And she said, you know, the more I thought about it, I really, really just need to get it and have it physically. And so she decided that she's going to cash out her entire 401K, pay the income taxes that are associated with that, and the amount that she's going to do is about
3: $600,000. We're talking about storing something. We're talking about preserving things. We're not talking about investing. God never ordained it that we just get money to make more money through investments and not have to be part of it with the labor. We gain wealth with that labor. Or without effort, let money itself do that. This is a usury system. It's a trap from Satan. And a lot of wealth is being wiped away by the hour right now. And ultimately, even if you get it back, when the stocks go back up, you will lose it. So wealth storage is terminology that is excellent in a way that you can preserve what you have. And it's true as stated, it is not to get rich quick scheme, it is a stay rich plan. That explains everything. We have a clip we're going to play from Atlantis Report, March 10th, this is two days ago. And the guy who writes these things, he has a computer voice reading that for whatever reason it is. He says some strong things about China, perhaps he doesn't want to be recognized, who knows what. So we'll begin this clip.
2: The economy is on the verge of another mega recession, depression. The Dow crashes into bear market. This is the fastest drawdown from a peak into a bear market in history. Around the world, factories have gone offline, schools have been suspended, and entire cities have been locked down. The stock market and the economy are going down like the Titanic. This is now about the economy. The world economy is not just slowing down, it has literally come to a screeching halt. Manufacturers in China report operating at 50% capacity, with 56% of normal staff. Supply disruptions are already occurring at the ground level. Almost 75% of companies have reported supply chain disruptions, according to a new survey released by the Institute for Supply Management The real exposure is companies with no real assets to weather this storm. So much debt, so much just-in-time cash flow. Companies that have been around for decades but can't survive a two-month revenue interruption. Tourism industry worldwide collapsing. With countries issuing travel advisories, airlines cancelling flights, and popular tourist destinations being put on high alert, people are avoiding crowds, airports, and travel in general. Museums and archaeological sites are closed, events canceled. Atlanta, the busiest airport on the planet, was empty yesterday. This may only be a flu, but it is an economic bubonic plague. Angela Merkel says she expects around 60-70% to 70% of Germans will be infected, which equates to about 53 million people. There are going to be massive implications to the economy with things like travel, airlines, gasoline sales, even real estate with spring home buying season ramping up. Dow down 20% from all-time high only a month ago, and not far above the break-even level for 2019 while 1500 points below the break even for 2018. The housing market is next. The Fed repo goes nuts every day. Trillions in derivative contracts, and every time you see wild swings happening, which is every day, you can think that these contracts are being activated. Think of it like fire insurance and 1% of all homes burn on a given night, a very small percentage but enough total loss to collapse all fire insurance companies. The stock market crash means the banks and pension funds will crash as well. A lot of companies will go under as well. The Dow companies, after depleting their cash on stock buyback, will seek handout assistance from the taxpayer. We never really recovered from the recession. Banker bailouts at taxpayer expense, coupled with QE propping up the economy. And they've even got their point man Mnuchin raiding the US Treasury. All that coupled with trillions in unfunded liabilities. Something's gotta give. Issues that have been stored up for years and years and years have been triggered by the virus and everything else. But it's back to those fundamental questions about too much debt right the fact that it's not an affordable way of dealing with the issues and all the consequences of all that debt are just not being taken into account. The central banks around the world are printing confetti to oblivion. The biggest concern is the ballooning deficit and subsequent debt coupled with the reality that with interest rates as low as they are, and the Fed holding over $4.3 trillion in debt that should the economy falter, nobody has the necessary maneuvering room to actually do anything about it. Short of devaluing the dollar to ridiculous levels that would only serve to increase energy costs. And no, we're not energy-independent, so another AUT-era devaluation of 45% would likely quadruple gas at the pump prices once again, crippling the economy at a time we could least afford it. Indicators? The lack of ability and effect of Federal Bank Reserve policy to fix the problem. The problem? Increased debt is necessary to keep the overall growth continuing. If everything is a bubble and we create new bubbles to get out of it, then how can we be wrong to say that another depression is on its way? Europe is in shambles, and now Asia is beginning to go the same way. The problem is not the flu or the supply lines. The real problem is debt, mountains, and mountains of debt. The building of an entire economy on money that is not really there. This isn't rocket science. As long as supply lines with China are shut down, nothing except the infusion of phony money will hold the market up, and so far, it's not working. They are not going to let it drop vertically, even though ultimately, it is going down. This is a controlled demolition, so either sit it out and wait patiently for the bottom or try to time the market and take advantage of the volatility. No one alive has experienced the magnitude of this disaster unfolding. Get what you can out of the market and scram while you can. If you haven't noticed, this Friday is the 13th. I think we're setting up for a massacre, all-out panic, multiple market halts, and breaks, capitulation selling. The sellers need cash. The few that do have cash are reluctant to buy. There are no dry powder money on the sidelines, everyone has been all in the financial markets for the past two years. Right now, cash is king. You need it to keep the lights on. Credit lines are drying up everywhere. We saw this same thing happen in 2008, yet nobody is prepared yet again. Nobody could have seen this coming. Anyone losing money right now has few excuses. Just simply viewing the bear bull trends should have signaled to everyone that we were overdue, and they should have taken their gains a while ago and cared less about squeezing every last dollar out of the markets. I guarantee that there's a lot of folks these past couples of weeks who would rather have taken their gains in December 2019 and missed the top than lost their shirts in February, March 2020. The market can, and probably will, keep heading down, and the US economy is dead in the water as long as China is shut down. When things recover, it'll be like a train starting in bits and bursts. And more good news, our federal budget deficits suffer through only the first five months of this fiscal period as a whopping $625 billion. Or to put it another way, $0.6 trillion. But I estimate that soon, our $1 trillion annual budget deficits will end up becoming $3-4 trillion trillion dollar deficits as our economy continues to implode. The government can't take in revenue on capital losses and negative earnings, and people who will eventually be out of work won't be paying payroll taxes, but will instead be getting unemployment checks. This economy is toast. By the way, where is Mnuchin with his PPT call, is he out of minutes or something? This will hit home when layoffs start. 401k investments from paychecks stop. Unable to pay bills. People living paycheck to paycheck find empty store shelves. Tourist travel come to screeching halt. Kids wanting to help elderly parents but know if they do they get it then to their kids. It will be unmanageable. And if it mutates before vaccine. You can think of many more connections of despair. Welcome to the moment where the curtain is pulled on the wizard. Now even the sheeple will learn their government is at best incompetent or, at worst, their prison guards. The banksters and other masters of the universe know nothing but to steal. The entire notion of Western democracy superiority is a hoax. So, this is your chance for real freedom. Of course, you will choose safety and so do not deserve liberty, but at least for once, you cannot sleepwalk through life with your delusions. These are the best of times. The government failed out of the gate, and it is now too late. In the next couple of weeks, you will see many many more cases confirmed and many more deaths. Currently, there aren't even enough masks for hospital workers to wear to protect themselves or patients. Wait three or four more weeks, when the hospitals and medical system are rapidly being overwhelmed by critical care cases for which there is not nearly enough capacity to treat. Looking at Italy, the future looks bleak. Our obese Western democracies based on lazy, infantile, self-centered people do not have the courage or fortitude for any battle. Superior armaments will be defeated by a little virus. The fast-moving COVID-19 is spreading across the globe, and just how bad things become remains to be seen, but it will be ugly. This is not over. It is just starting. COVID-19 may be the catalyst for a global economic reset long overdue. Because of hidden agendas, incompetence, and a lack of testing, we have no idea how far this has spread across the world. America needs to wake up. This is real. Recovery? How about prepare for permanent liquidation? This is the big one. The 10,000-year event. A bubble so gargantuan it takes the entire West down. Every time over the last 40 years that we have enacted a wave of tax cuts for the rich in the idiotic expectation that doing so will bring on economic growth and job creation, what has actually happened is a recession has soon followed. Predicting when the recession will materialize statistically is a bit difficult. But knowing that it will eventually materialize is a certainty. What happens is that tax cuts extract wealth from the working class to be delivered to the wealthy class and the corporations. That is what they are designed to do. While tax cuts for the benefit of the rich never result in economic expansion, for obvious reasons, they always do, without exception, eventually result in economic contraction and the loss of jobs, as the working class struggles to repay the national debt necessitated by the government borrowing required to make up the revenue shortage caused by the tax cuts for the rich. It happens every time. It will happen again as a result of the Trump tax cuts of 2017. The only question is when. Cognitive dissonance occurs when a person holds two or more contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values, or participates in an action that goes against one of these three, and experiences psychological stress because of that. According to this theory, when two actions or ideas are not psychologically consistent with each other, people will do all in their power to change them until they become consistent. The discomfort is triggered by the person's belief clashing with new evidence, facts perceived, wherein they will try to find a way to resolve
5: the contradiction to reduce their discomfort. So how can it be that something so tiny, like a little virus, can disrupt the whole economy? Well, Fernand Medjugorje, you said, and you've said before, that the coronavirus is just like the needle that's going to pop this balloon. We have this balloon that's been building and building and growing and growing, and it's just incredible that something so small, can be the trigger that really pops the bubble in the economy. The lady that called that is going to cash out her $600,000 401k, we asked her, hey, why did you decide to do it? Her response was that her dad had always told her that she needed to have her money in something real. She said, I never really could put my finger on it. I thought about that. It was haunting me, you know, that he said that to us. But she said the book, it ain't going to happen. A friend of Medjugorje, he did the research. And he put it all together and he explained it in a way that just made Christian sense, that it just finally made sense to her. And she became a believer in the rounds years and years ago. It took this point, you know, and and probably these market scares, these market crashes to really move them to the point where they were going to take the plunge and cash out their 401k. But it was really the writings of a friend of Medjugorje that brought her and her husband to this point.
3: Just picture six hundred thousand dollars and a 401k, you would have got your paycheck, you got cash, you go turn it into some product, land, a system, a way to life. What's sitting there now is not even cash. It's digital numbers. I spoke to several broadcasts before that were taking $16 billion every single day and turning it into digital money. It doesn't exist anymore. What is the money they're changing? Unfunded pension liabilities. What is your pension? So that's your retirement money. It's what they owe you in the future. And it doesn't exist. Silver does. It's just a no-brainer. It's wealth storage.
5: Just to give another testimony, there was another woman who called us two to three weeks ago looking to do hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in the rounds. She said, I'm going to call you as soon as I get this money. She said, I want to know how much silver I can buy. I just want to make sure that I can get some before it's all gone. So we explained to her, you know, just give us a heads up. We'll contact the Mint ahead of time to make sure we've got kind of everything smooth and lined up for when your funds come through. Well, she called us about a week later and said, you know, I'm really not going to have that money. And we tried to talk to her to find out what happened, but we have seen before, and maybe this is the case in this instance, maybe not, but we've seen before, when people have money, they want to put a big, big chunk into silver, and their family stops them. They put a lot of pressure on them, and a lot of times it's the kids, because they see that their parents' wealth, what their parents are going to shift into silver, they look at that as their money. My parents are throwing away my money, I need to stop them now. So actually, it brings me back to the point of this woman we spoke to just the other day with the 600,000. We were talking about where she's going to store it, where her and her husband are going to store it. She was just kind of kicking around ideas, and I said, you know, if you've got somebody that you can trust, maybe that you can help you, I don't know if you want to tell a single person because secrecy is the best security. She said, I'm not even telling my kids. They just simply wouldn't understand.
3: So this next clip we're coming into goes thoroughly, what ain't going to happen, broke open in 2010. Nobody was getting silver. Nobody was putting anything into silver. It literally broke open for the whole world. All these commercials, everything you hear about silver, came through a lady's messages in the book, ain't going to happen. If you got it, reread it. If you haven't read it, you need to order it and get it. But this next clip comes up, echoes everything that was written 10 years ago. There's a talk by Jeff Clark who is the senior precious metal analyst?
6: So, I believe the silver price is going to rise 100 to 200% in less than 12 months, probably in the last year of the bull market. The silver price is going to rise 20 to 30% per day on some days in the bull market, the gold-silver ratio is going to go to 20, probably lower. So some of you are going to say, that sounds pretty outlandish, Jeff. To which I would say, it's already happened. Silver has already done that before, and I think it's going to do it again. Well, if there is any kind of financial shock in the system, there's going to be a silver price shock because investors are going to turn to gold and silver in the middle of this financial shock. Here's just some of the catalysts that could drive us into a financial crisis that would in turn drive gold and especially silver much higher. Look how many derivatives there are. At just the nine largest banks in the world, over a quarter of a quadrillion dollars, what happens if that blows up? There's not enough money in the world by any government to bail them out. Global debt's a quarter of a trillion dollars. There's a whole army of analysts out there that say, U.S. corporate debt is the big bugaboo. That's going to be the downfall of the markets. There's a whole army of analysts out there saying, no, it's private debt that's going to be the big problem. All those are at runaway levels. There are warnings literally everywhere. Check out this first one. This is a paper written by the Fed, commissioned by the Fed, written to other Fed governors, they're talking about money printing, they get to the end and they say history has taught us that money printing leads to extremely high rates of inflation and often ends in economic ruin. This is the Fed itself giving us this warning. Nobel laureate Robert Schiller, I see bubbles everywhere. The bond bubble is going to end badly. The bond bubble is twice as big as the stock market. Ray Dalio, the world's largest hedge fund, a monetary policy end game is coming. The president of the Dallas Fed, right now, he said just last year, don't rely on the US dollar staying the world's reserve currency. He actually said that publicly. And I included this quote from Fidelity because this is the world's largest mutual fund holding. She actually said, we appear to be close to a bubble, but we don't know how or when this is going to end. I love these quotes, and I'm sorry for all the text, but these are what central bankers are saying after they left office, when they're supposedly more free to speak their mind, right? Janet Yellen said soaring US debt is the type of thing that should keep people awake at night. She actually said that publicly. Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen both have said monetary policy will not be enough to fight the next recession. So in other words, lowering interest rates and printing money won't be enough to offset a recession. So what happens then? Alan Greenspan, inflation will be inevitably rise It poses the largest threat to our economy. Mervyn King, sort of like their Fed chief over there, the world is heading for a political and economic crisis which could unleash financial Armageddon. These are central bankers actually saying this after they left office. The bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is there are numerous risks out there. The green ones are ones that have already occurred. The red ones have not occurred yet. They're all potential and they're all to the right because their impact would be that much greater if they take place. How do we know investors turn to gold and silver? It's predictable. It's human nature. When a crisis happens, history shows investors and citizens turn to gold and silver. And when gold rises, silver rises more. These are all the major bull markets in history, in modern history and silver has risen more than gold every single time. So what I'm gonna do here is show you the amount of global wealth that's in the world, and I'm gonna put a little coin there at the bottom that shows the amount of all of the above-ground silver that's available in coin or bar farm. We think it's about 3.4 to 3.5 billion ounces times $18 is around 63 billion, I think, if my math is correct. But the total wealth in the world is uh, 230 trillion dollars, according to Credit Suisse. So the total wealth in the world is 3,650 times bigger than all, all of the above-ground silver in investment form, in coin and bar form. So you can see, well, I'm sorry, there's not a coin there because the global wealth is too big. So let me add another one. And uh, I'm sorry, it's still not showing up. Let me let me try another one here. No, the coin is still not showing up. So pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. It's just not showing up. And I'm really sorry, it's still not there. There's just too much global wealth. Let me just throw a bunch in there. And there it is, I see it. Do you see it? Do you see it, everyone? Let me see, hold on. There it is. I see it. It's there. It's that bottom left. That's the amount of every single ounce of gold and silver, or excuse me, of silver, coin and bar, silver, that we know is above ground in investment form compared to the amount of global wealth there is in the world. And actually it's worse than that because um, they're still printing money. Um, And actually it's worse than that because I'm not going to sell you my silver. You'll have to get it somewhere else. I mean, in a mania, people buy. They don't sell. It's going to be hard to get a hold of. It's going to drive the price much, much higher. Here's just one example of many. Some of you may know Warren Buffett bought silver back in the mid-'90s, and here's what happened to the price when he did that. It rose 84%. And this was during a bear market in the middle of the nuclear 90s when miners couldn't make any money because the silver price wasn't moving at all. So, what would happen if another fund came along and wanted to buy silver like that in a bull market? What would happen if two funds wanted to buy silver? What would happen if 100 would buy silver? Gee, I wonder. So that is my first strategy. You want to have exposure to silver itself. You want to buy physical silver. Now some of you are going to say, well Jeff, that's kind of boring. You know, stocks are more exciting. No, silver's not boring. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. Is there anyone here, real quick, raise your hand if you've never held a silver coin, a silver bullion coin in your hand. You've only bought stocks or something like that. Come up here. All right, this is a silver bowl by Mike Maloney. He he designed this himself. It's, stocks may be more exciting, but the risk is dramatically lower with physical silver. If you buy physical silver, you don't have to worry about Management, ticks, permitting, metallurgy, taxes, depletion, costs, labor disputes, share dilution, debt. You don't have to worry about any of that. So buy physical silver. Profit, you're going to make more than you think. You're going to make more on the premium and you're also going to make more because the price rises. And I can prove it. I sold a tube of silver maple leafs over at Vancouver Bullion Exchange in 2011 and they paid me above spot. Above spot. Okay? Uh, I don't have time for that column. Let's get on to the stocks real quick. The silver equity market is even smaller than the physical bullion market, believe it or not. This chart shows the bar on the left is Apple's cash position in their last quarterly report, $201 billion. The bar on the right is the market cap, not the cash, the market cap of all, all the primary silver producers. If they produce silver, they're in that bar. In other words, Apple computer could buy every share of every primary silver producer with 11% of its cash. That's how tiny this market is. And the point, of course, is as money comes in, it's going to blow up the price. So that's our second strategy. We want the strongest stock in the market. So who is that? Of all the primary silver producers, who do we start with? Who's the strongest one? Well, we're gonna triangulate. That's what we're gonna do. To zero in a target, we're gonna look for, uh, use different methods to look for the right stock. We want the right metal, the right stock, the highest leverage, and the strongest performer. So first of all, do we want gold or silver? We want silver because silver has outperformed gold in every single modern bull market. So here's our triangulation method. We we know we want silver. Do we want a stock, an explorer, a producer, a a royalty company? We want a producer because they move first as this chart shows, okay? I'm gonna go a little quicker. So there, we've got our producer now identified for our first target. Next, we want the company with the highest leverage to silver. Institutional investors, this is one of my key points are gonna come into this sector, silver is rising, they're gonna want exposure to the equities of silver, they're gonna say, where can we get the most leverage to silver, they're gonna pull up a chart like this and they're gonna look at that and so and say, gee, Pan American's a great company, but we can get twice as much leverage with this other company that's on the far left there, and they're gonna buy it. So there we go, we're getting closer to triangulating what our company is to start with. We wanna stock with the strongest performance, right? I start with this company because when you triangulate and look at different ways of looking at stocks, this is a stock that clearly, what's called a HIG mill, high ounces of silver. Their recovery rates, in my opinion, this isn't the company's thing, this is, but in my opinion, their recovery rates are going to be over 90% this year. So our third strategy is we want to buy a, a group of first four. This research has actually been done, they're going to have to do M&A just holdings in first majestic silver.
5: So after listening to that clip, you know, the question on a lot of people's mind is, is this the big crash? Is this the big one? Well, maybe, but maybe not. But if anything, it should be an impulse to move you to decision. We know many, many people out there who are waiting. They're looking to capitalize on market fluctuation in the stock market. They think they can time the market and make money on it, get out at the right time. Well, maybe you will, but maybe you won't. And by what you just heard, when the real rush for physical silver happens, you will simply not be able to get it. It is over. You know, just recall what this gentleman said. Who's going to want to sell you their silver if there's a mad rush on silver?
3: What you're saying to understand that, there's only 3.5 billion ounces in existence and put away. $18 per ounce, that's not but $63 billion that buys all the available silver. They also, with to strengthen the point you're making, is Apple can buy every share of the primary people who are producing the silver, in other words, the mines and all these things that are these companies, and it will be only 11% of their cash. One company can take this over. That's how small and minute it is. And if you have silver and they do that, it's going to be good for you probably. Then the price would correct to its proper price. Well, from what I recall that I wrote in Ain't Gonna Happen, The silver is worth 70 times than what it is in the market now. One ounce. So you pay $18, 70 times more. I don't know where it is now, but we figured that at that moment. People say, well, this is overkill. Our messages are about truth. Truth is what God made. What God made has intrinsic value. It's not what the government made through the dollar. We're to return to truth. And we'll go back to it. On this Alanis report, he says silver is stupid cheap right now. If you don't own it, you don't get it. It's a no-brainer.
5: All these clips, all this talk about the coronavirus and the market collapses and crashes and everything that's happening, the purpose of that is not to scare you. But all these things should move you to decision. There should be a decisive action that, I am deciding today to get away from the financial systems. All those people who think they're going to wait, who think they're going to time it, who think they, they can outsmart the market and outsmart a crash.
3: Pride, 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 pray, pray, pray. Because pride, pride, pride goes before the phone.
5: Right. And all those people who have that pride, they're going to experience what Mariana said in one of her messages. It's a message that you often quoted on Radio Wave. She said, men will curse their past godless lives, they will tear out their hair, and there will be many, many people who are in deep sorrow because, not only because they didn't get out, but because they knew that they were supposed to and they thought they'd wait a little bit longer. One important point to make, and it's a point that you've made before, is that you you should absolutely not buy silver on paper. So, for example, there's a lot of silver being traded and quote-unquote held in paper in what's called an ETP, an exchange-traded product, or often referred to as an ETF, an exchange-traded fund. There are hundreds of millions of ounces of silver being traded and held in paper when, by what we've heard before, there just simply isn't that much physical silver out there to satisfy the demand were all those holders of paper to call in that silver and demand physical delivery. You might get one ounce out of every hundred, you might get one out of 500, who knows really what's out there that could satisfy that demand. It is very apparent by the numbers that if you're holding silver and paper, you might get a teeny, teeny, tiny fraction of what you think you own.
3: Well, if you write on it, you'll get nothing. It's proven out there is hundreds of ounces of paper for one ounce. And the lock can continue because if you say, I want to cash it in, then they have enough reserve just to do yours because not everybody's coming at one time. But when everybody's knocking on the door, it's not going to be there.
5: Right. And and one quote that we've used before in some of our publications is, if you don't hold it, then you don't own it. So whether you've got silver on paper or even if you have that stored in a vault somewhere, 500 miles from your home in the event of a crash and a collapse and market disruption and even economic disruption look at what's happening in Italy they're raiding the grocery stores you're not driving 500 miles to get that silver you've got to look at your own personal circumstances to see how you can store it and what you can do with it but absolutely do not do not hold that in paper for those wishing to exchange their paper dollars for the miraculous metal Medjugorje around, you can contact us at Century Silver Exchange by calling toll-free 877-936-7686. That's 877-936-7686. You can also email info at or visit our website, CenturySilver.com. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham It bears its own expenses and pays taxes on its income. If there is any income left over at year-end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas to further its mission expenses. Those of us at Century Silver Exchange, we don't claim to be financial experts or advisors, and neither does a friend of Medjugorje. He's always promulgated biblical principles, staying out of debt, sound money. And so all of these decisions have to be your decisions made in prayer. We encourage you to seek out your own information, but we try to present to you, some basic information about silver, about the markets, about what's happening out there, but also give you examples of what other people are doing so that you can do your own research and make your own decision.
3: So as we end this broadcast, I want to say to you that I listened to Jeff Clark when he talked about the facts, much of what was echoing ain't going to happen. He broadcast, broadcasting, that's the fourth time I've listened to it. And each time I listen to it, I hear something I didn't hear even in the third hearing. I recommend to you to re-listen to these things, these clips, and get this as part of your philosophy. Learn it, put it into your heart. And we can take what Maria said on February 25th in Italy on the message. I'm convinced that this situation won't last long, but for us, it is an invitation to start a new life. That's the bottom line. Above silver, you want a life we are connected to God, connected to the soil, connected to nature, your family. The beauty of that kind of life is what makes you rich. Not metal, not money, not stocks. It's the way of life. But because we have to exchange, I came up with the miraculous measure around to sanctify your money of what you do save. But above that is to put it into land. Or if you can find your little place that's already farming and pay for it. That's far greater than silver because that's not your goal. But what you can do immediately is preserve your wealth because going out and finding your place in the country or rural or wherever can't happen overnight. But you can preserve and make sure you have something in the future overnight by making your decisions. So we give you these things out through the wisdom of Our Lady, covering all subjects of the world, because everything in the world is going to change. And for you, it is time to be ready and position yourself on every level to live the new life Our Lady is offering to us. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.